Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world, bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors, covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. It is episode 11 of our summer series here on Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. And we're going to be about the fall forecast here as we talk to our long-range forecast chief meteorologist, Paul Pasolok. Sit back and relax as you get ready for fall. It's time to talk about Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Many of us still have a couple of weeks left in summer, although the school year is starting already for folks. I know here uh, in State College at the Acura the World Headquarters, things in uh, State College are already uh, getting uh, exciting and busy with the students coming back to Penn State for the fall. And so all over, we're kind of in that transition time as we get ready for fall, and we're getting ready for that in terms of the forecast. Uh, we've had some really nice stretches of weather in the beginning of fall in many parts of the country, especially in the east, which uh, traditionally saw their fall weather really start to kick in in September. But we've had some nice stretches over the last couple of years all the way into October. Is that going to continue? How is all this heat and drought playing out? And is the relief in sight? And are we going to see a cool down some of these real hot places that were really baking all summer long? Let's get in and get in discussion with our chief long-range forecaster and lead of our long-range forecasting team, Paul Pastelock, as we take a look at the fall and how you can plan ahead and weatherproof your life on Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. All right, as we sit down to talk here, getting ready for uh, fall here in a couple of weeks, officially, unofficially, however you want to look at it. Paul, I know you've had some frustration of late with this uh, end-of-summer scenario here about the amount of heat and humidity that kind of surged up into the Great Lakes in the Northeast a couple of weeks ago. And now we're seeing uh, an interesting pattern this last week where we had a lot of spins in the atmosphere. One that kind of went back through um, Ohio Valley and up towards uh, western Pennsylvania, and that caused some issues. We had the spin down that came out the Gulf and went up through uh, Texas and that area, causing some problems. We have a coastal low as we record this podcast, middle of the week, off the New England coast, which isn't really doing a lot that we thought it could, but that's why we don't have coastal lows, I think, in August. <laughs> it's been kind of an interesting situation. So, I mean, the pattern's in a weird place here as we come to the end of August. That heat and humidity, that tremendous surge that came up into the Northeast and the Great Lakes has been tamped down. So I know a lot of folks, as we're listening to this on the one of the last unofficial weekends of summer for people, I know you and your family are going to do some things to get away, some last-minute stuff. Just kind of give us a period or look at the next couple of weeks as we head to 
Labor Day, and then we'll get into the the talk about what we expect this fall. But it looks like the atmosphere is, to me, trying to sort itself out here over the next uh, couple of weeks in terms of where to put the heat and where to keep the heat or where to allow the heat to expand and where the coolness keeps coming in. Well, I think when you look at the summer, we're like talking to each other and telling each other, is this heat ever going to go away? Summer can continue to go on forever. And I think what we just saw over the past week is like this is kind of the start the transition into the fall season. We're starting to see the breakdown of the heat dome uh, into pieces now. Now, the Northwest is getting some of the heat in Western Canada. Right. Uh, there's still some heat going on in parts of the Northeast uh, where it's dry, mainly induced by the dryness, and also in Texas a little bit. But there, we're not seeing the 105s and 110s or anything like that now because they're starting to pick up moisture. So we're starting to see... Kind of this revelation here, this change that typically takes place as we go in the late, latter part of August into September. But the big news is I think that the the high in the middle of the nation has weakened and split apart, and I think we're starting to see changes off of that. So that was was, was driving this heat dome, this amazing area of high pressure. You know, we talk a lot of times uh, when we were kids, we'd have the big Bermuda high that was over the ocean. This high just kind of camped out mm-hmm. middle of the country. Um, you know, how many heat waves did St. Louis have this year, like stretches of 90 and, and getting into 100? But you're right, there has been now, and we saw that, you know, with those massive uh, rain outbreaks around St. Louis in that zone where, you know, part of that energy is kind of shunted off to the south and east and part's gone to the west. It doesn't look like that gets reestablished here as we go through the rest of the month of August into September. No, I don't think so. I think the high is actually going to center itself Eventually, when the monsoon starts to weaken a little bit more, could be actually related both to each other. Uh, the high actually situates over the Four Corners region. And so there will be more over-the-top activity coming down into the Mississippi Valley, parts of the southern eastern plains, and the Appalachians. Now, how much gets to the northeast is still uncertain at this point. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the answers uh, for parts of New England and upstate New York where it's quite dry right oh. now. Uh, they can use some rain. Yeah. And uh, and with this coastal load not really giving uh, the no. inland spots much at all of anything, I mean, some of the uh, it's going to be disappointing. I mean, we could we thought maybe a half to three quarters of an inch in some spots, and they'd be lucky to get a tenth of an inch. I think it's a chip away thing. I think that the fall, unfortunately, will be a chip away, which kind of brings up a, a few other things for them. Is is it going to be too dry when the leaves start coming down? Or are we up to that point where yeah. we have enough moisture that we could have some brush fires that start up a little more We've than had normal. a couple of falls like that in the mm-hmm. past here in exactly. the last couple of years, yeah. So it leads to a couple things. But I, I don't see a tremendous amount of rain coming that way unless we get some type of tropical situation set up, which is more typical of late mm-hmm. September and October for the Northeast to get rain out of it. But in the meantime, it's going to be a struggle for them. I think other places like Dallas, I think they're going to see some relief. A little more moisture in the ground will help out to keep those temperatures down below that 100-degree mark. So I think we are seeing some changes. I think we're seeing the fall transition. It's it's begun. Um, the question is, is will everything fall into suit? It will yeah. it all keep going the way it's supposed to be going. One other thing that has been just amazing to me is the total lack of activity going on in the Atlantic Basin in terms of the hurricane situation. And uh, mm-hmm. that does look like, as we drop this, there's starting to be a little bit of a, an awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all a little have a little trepidation over the next week or so to keep an eye on things that could bubble up quickly 
uh, in the golf somewhere, Southwest golf or Western golf. Uh, but now I think there are some signs that the wave situation coming off Africa may start to pick up in the next couple of weeks in terms of some of these uh, areas of low pressure coming off may start to get some organization and maybe hold together as they're coming across the Atlantic. Yeah, let's put it in perspective. Last year, very, uh, very strong African wave jet, which produced a lot of waves across uh, the Southern Atlantic, giving more opportunities for more storms. This year, we predicted less, but we predicted more than what really happened so far. And a lot of them have gotten into a zone where the first part of the tropical season, it was go- they were going into South America and mm-hmm. then getting into the Eastern Pacific. And right, they're crossing over. Exactly. Changing names and, and then, genders on their name, right? <laughs> and then for the last three to four weeks, we've had two problems. The water temperatures north of the main development area actually running below normal. Wow. Uh, get, the waves getting into that region were just kind of croaking, falling apart. And then you had this river of high shear that starts from the Caribbean and went into the Central Atlantic, created by uh, the upper-level high, the, the Bermuda High, so strong in in a kind of a different position, and an upper trough, what we call a tut, developed and pr- kept that river stream of high wind shear for a while over the same area. So any waves that went into it- Getting obliterated. Just get obliterated. Yeah. So we couldn't get in. This is the start of the peak season. We right. couldn't get any of those waves getting going. Thus, the numbers are starting to get a little below the normal. So that is changing. Yeah. As we go forward, that river stream of uh, wind shear is getting uh, kind of disrupted and, and messed up. And so we are starting to see opportunities now for these waves to survive and develop. We're talking with Paul Pasolak, our uh, chief long-range meteorologist here at AccuWeather. I'm in charge of the long-range team and looking at the fall forecast. And I think one thing that a lot of people have done with this kind of adjustment in the way the climate is, is plan on doing more things into the fall. I mean, your, your summers now, I mean, when we were kids, we had summer all the way through Labor Day, and we didn't really start anything till the second or third week in September, right? Remember when college football didn't actually start till the second and third right. week in But now everything's moved up. So I think, you know, people get their core of stuff done here in the next week or so, and then everybody's back to fall. But then, especially folks that don't have school-age kids, start to try to take some vacations because the September weather has been much nicer or longer, right? So, well, this has been a different year for myself and my son because yeah. of the fact that he had all stars that went all the baseball, way baseball, right? Baseball went Literally, all the way yeah. through July, and wow. and so we're kind of starting our summer now. But he's he starts school again <laughs> in another week. You from get three recording. days of summer. So you got three days of summer to take advantage. So yes. we are going to take advantage of it. But but you, like you said, people can do some of that summer activity into early September because we have seen over the past several years that warm temperatures have been carried more often than none into September for a large portion of the country. So uh, there's still more time, if you haven't done it like myself, <laughs> uh, to enjoy parts of summer weather. But we are seeing some breaks from the high heat, which that makes it even easier for some folks in the South now to actually go out and do stuff. I right. know that they do their their winter their seasons are opposite. In right. the north we're out in the summer. Yeah. They like to go out more in the winter time because it's it's manageable. Or even spring and fall. Right. I mean some of their peak uh, fun times if you go down 
along the Carolina beaches and down into Florida. It gets to be the the spring and when 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 those of us who don't get enough summer up here right. this far north want a little bit more. Well, let's break it down by parts of the country. Let's go okay. to the Northeast. Um, as you go into the fall, September, October, November, what are some of the highlights you're thinking about New England and down to say? the mid-Atlantic states back to just the beginning of the, the the upper Great Lakes and Midwest? Well, here's the thing. The water temperatures are still running way above normal, and that'll carry into the early part of the fall. So any type of cold air masses or early cold chilly air masses will, will moder- moderate as they get to the coast. But there's still some trickiness. There's a lot of activity going on in Alaska and western Canada right now. It's getting colder and stormier. Some of that chill actually could bring a little bit of an early frost to parts of upstate New York. Not Not a big deal. But it could come in. So don't be surprised that you have mild, 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 and then all of a sudden uh, a little cool and you have to turn the heat on a little we bit found, there. We felt that the other last week, right? Yes. We had that one little shot where I woke up the one morning and it was in the 40s in State College. And I was like, wow. Right. And, right? So It could happen. And the fall foliage is, is still uncertain right now. We'll get back to you on that. Uh, because of the dryness factor, we're not sure how some trees have done in this period of dryness. Some have worked through it. I think the Appalachians on West have a better shot of good fall foliage, good vibrant colors. It's New England that we're still concerned about, yeah. maybe early leaf dropping Because of the early leaves. And then the added concern is, as Paul mentioned earlier, we could have some brush fires with the dry weather and the, exactly. and the, and the breeziness and all that problem uh, going into the middle of fall. Let's go down into the Southeast now as you go down Carolina's Florida back through the Gulf Coast. Um, part of the fall forecast has to be the thought about whether or not we're going to see some activity along the Gulf or along the eastern seaboard uh, through in terms of shower and thunderstorm activity. But what about heat and humidity in for those areas? I think humidity is going to be a, a really big player here. Uh, I don't know where that line's going to be drawn, if it's south of Atlanta, if it's well south of Atlanta. I I think the Gulf Coast, though, can be very humid, and that sets the stage up maybe for some late severe weather burst. Uh, I think we could see, starting in October especially, and going into November for the southeast, could get a little bit more active on the severe weather As the cooler, drier air kind of starts diving down and it runs into that warmer and more humid air. Outside of the tropical output, which you know, we're still watching from the central Gulf Coast around the rim to North Carolina, kind of the prime area that could be hit with three, maybe three hits this year. So, um, you know, you look in the middle of the country, the plains, a lot of heat early on. We start breaking some of that down the last couple of weeks with uh, some of these really amazing kind of uh, systems that we're bringing potential, uh, you know, flooding downpours and stuff. Where are where are the plains over the next uh, couple of months? Starting in the north, I, I think they still they're still pretty warm because they're drier. Uh, I do think the Dakotas and parts of Nebraska are warm to start, but watch out. I mean, again, what's going on in Alaska and Western Canada? And we're in a La Nina pattern. Northern branch systems come down. Quick hitter. You may get a chill or factor come into the upper Midwest, right. knock your temperature down, get a couple of cold nights there. But I still think overall it's mild in the plains. Uh, it's getting more and more unsettled. It's not as extreme, but the drought's still on, Dean. There's still yeah, oh. a lot more to make up. And, you know, to me, that 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 indicates daytime high is still high, 
but nighttime lows as you get into the middle of October can still fall. And this, to me, bodes not well for these situations as we go into next year because we we're we're going to be on a deficit already going into that. So that's going to be interesting. Depends to on see. the winter. Depends right. on the winter. If it's active in the middle of the nation, then we can make it up. I think during the winter and calm it down there. So let's go out west now. Let's go start in the Pacific Northwest. Obviously, the big mm-hmm. story early in the summer was all the heat that they had. We've kind of backed off the pedal there. How are they going into fall here in the Northwest? Northwest's been interesting. I mean, they they started out cool and one settled, then they got hot. Okay, and late July they had temperatures mm. incredible, 90, 100 degrees, just not as quite as hot as last year was. But then you got you're going into September, I think, on a again a period of uh, periods of hot in in some dry spells, and the wildfires will continue to go on in in parts of the interior sections, but. The turnaround, maybe not as as heavy and fast as last year. You recall late October, we got smashed in Northern California, yeah, Oregon, flipped, yep. and it flipped really fast. Maybe more of a gradual turn, more action in Western Canada. So the dryness hang, hangs on a little longer, yeah. okay? So hangs on a little longer yeah. this year. How about Southwest part of the country, uh, California over to the deserts? Once we get through this monsoon period, which I do feel winds down very end of August and early September, the water temperatures off the West Coast are warmer than they were last year. Wow. That's going to provide probably more higher pressure days, drier days. Mm. It looks dry. I mean, it looks dry, especially with this La Nina on us. looks dry. I don't see a lot of early systems. Again, late October, they got smashed in central and northern California. I don't quite see that happening again this year. This is the La Nina that won't end. I mean, every time we every time we think that it's going to wane or or get weaker, the, they come back with the, this. Uh, I don't think so. The winter forecast be, uh, end of September comes out. We're watching for the possibility of this La Nina to weaken at the end. Maybe there's a chance for the California back end of the winter to get into some action to try to relieve this drought. Yeah, that would be, uh, I think, uh, well, just as we were rooting for some rain in New England, that's a scenario that we're rooting for as we go. Any other highlights that you want to think about for the fall forecast that uh, folks would like to think about as they plan ahead? Severe weather in October. We've seen a lot of years showing some some pretty bad stuff uh, anywhere around Kansas City, St. Louis, unfortunately, uh, into the western Tennessee Valley in October. Mm. Uh, watch out because it could be a transition zone there that we may have some problems mid, mid-fall. mid So something to watch out for. The back and forth between heat and cool and, and trying to, yeah. You know. Yeah, remember there's two severe weather seasons. Of course, the worst is in the spring. Right. We no. have another transition and period. We, we see that a lot more and I think more pronounced in that second season over the last several years. Absolutely. Thanks to you and your team for all the great work. I know sometimes it's frustrating because um, everything can be going so right, and then one little Mm. part of the forecast can go wrong, and it can be frustrating. But, you know, more times than not, our long-range team has certainly hit on some great themes over the last couple of months. Thanks. No problem, D. You can check out Paul on Twitter. There's also a link on his Twitter feed to his long-range podcast that he does with Joe Lundberg every week. Go along with Joe and Paul, and uh, his Twitter handle is Paul Pastelock, P-A-U-L-P-A-S-T-E-L-O-K, and you can certainly check out Paul on all his stories and information that he shares with you on AccuWeather.com. Friends, when we come back, I'll take a quick look at the weather for the upcoming weekend and week beyond, and a little preview of what's coming ahead in our podcast as we roll from summer into fall here in the next couple of weeks. You're listening to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Whether you're at home getting ready for work, packing the kids' lunch, or commuting, listen to AccuWeather Daily. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com as we roll on here with episode 11 of our summer series. Is uh, Tell you what, the time is ticking away for many people's summer. In fact, for most people, they're already starting to get into fall mode with practices on the ground and in the fields and in the courts, in the gyms as we get ready for volleyball and football and soccer and field hockey and all the other high school and college sports that go on in the fall. As we go into this weekend, um, who's got the best weekend weather and who has some challenges? Um, there's been some question marks about the Northeast, but it looks like New England and down to New York City look dry the entire weekend. There are some question marks about the eastern seaboard from, say, the Delmarva Peninsula up to just south of New York City. There could be some showers and thunderstorms later in the day, Sunday and Sunday evening, depending on a way of a coastal low may form. Those showers and thunderstorms will make uh, it a little bit challenging to get some great beach time on if you're in the uh, Carolinas down to the northern parts of Florida and along the Gulf Coast, there could be some issues. As we watch an area of low pressure that is possibly going to start to get its act together in the Southwest Gulf. It's something we have to watch here as we go through the weekend. Uh, Paul talked a lot about the monsoonal flow, and that's the uh, uh, the moisture that comes up from Mexico and up into the Four Corners area, and that's still going to be going good here as we go into the weekend. So Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Colorado, and over to Utah could certainly have some shower and thunderstorm possibilities, and western side of Wyoming up into Montana and Parts of uh, Idaho could part, pop some thunderstorms. Part of the reason for that there is it's hot over the Pacific Northwest all weekend as that jet stream lifts up over parts of Washington State and then kind of loops around and then dives back into the Great Lakes. So we've got some shower thunderstorm chances going up later in the day. Saturday in Chicago, we got to keep an eye on the air and water show there both Saturday and Sunday. I think Sunday we'll have some showers around. Detroit area, my friends at WWJ, been talking about the Woodward Dream Cruise on Saturday in the Detroit area, big event, and that could be impacted by some showers and thunderstorms later Saturday and more so on Sunday, although the event's over. A lot of people stick around and are still cruising around. So St. Louis has to watch out for some showers and thunderstorms, too, this weekend. So that's a kind of a look at the weather for the upcoming weekend and week beyond. As Paul said, the atmosphere is
temperature is still trying to sort itself out, but there's a cool pool of air that's trying to push down again from the northern plains and into the Great Lakes and northeast and should catch some of the northeast next week. And we'll talk about that with your uh, AccuWeather forecast on our AccuWeather network, our AccuWeather.com website, where you can also check our over-the-top feed of our AccuWeather Now service, which is uh, great information that you can get. And friends, it's just uh, certainly uh, our privilege and pleasure to really try to help weatherproof your life. And one of the ways to do that is with our new Premium Plus service. You can get advanced warning on situations that may interrupt your life and your weather and your enjoyment of your life because of the weather as you go through the next uh, couple of weeks here. It's very important to maximize that time. And you can do that with our new Premium Plus service, which you can get on our app on AccuWeather, both on the Android side and the Apple side. Friends, for all our great uh, team members, including Paul Pasolak, our executive producers, Ken Prell and Andrew Robb, and our hundreds of team members that work across our country and the world to weatherproof your life every day, I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore. We're going to talk to Liz Bentley, CEO, chief executive of the Armets organization as we get ready for the second phase of the Weather Photographer of the Year contest. That's the release of the ones, those photos that have been shortlisted by the judges for you to vote on for your favorite, the fan favorite. They've already done their judging, which will be announced coming up in October. But we'll talk to Liz about that and other topics next week. And we'll talk to you as we go down the road. For all of us at AccuWeather.com, have a great weekend and week ahead. We'll talk to you next week for what will be our final episode of the summer series here on Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.